So Metroid's going fine. Uh, I just picked it up like, I guess, an hour or two ago mm-hmm. when I was uh, while I was just waiting for like I've been playing Atelier, Eska and Logi, which is like fifth. all three. Huh? Three of them? No, Eska and Logi is one game. Oh, 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 I thought Atelier and then the other two were part of the series or something somehow. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you're playing <laughs> yeah, Atelier yeah. Rorona. Yeah. And, um, which is like, I'm going to, for the, for ease of use, I'm going to call it the first in the series, even though like we've been yeah, over this fine. a million times, but like, it's a, it is a new beginning for the series and you're picking yeah, the series yeah. up from here. And I wouldn't particularly advise you go back because they're just, they're different games before this. So if you're on one, I'm on five mm-hmm. and I've been playing that like actually kind of. Um, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm binging it because if I was binging it, I'd be done, but I'm playing it for like several hours, like every night trying to get through it as quickly as possible. Uh, that seems like it's kind of a lot for you lately. I mean, that's, like, that's kind of like your version of binging a game. <laughs> well, it is like, it's all I can do because it's like, I'll stream for four hours, take the dogs out and then play that for another three. Yeah, it makes sense. So like. Altogether, it's a lot of video game. It's just, you know, I got to I got to break up my attention. Um, (laughs) So I was going to just fire it back up this morning, but I knew that we were going to be recording today. So I was like, well, that's not really the type of game that I want to pick up and play for like 20 or 30 minutes. Mm, No, that doesn't seem good. Yeah, because like it's just takes a while to, to like really get into a flow. It's a, it's a it's generally a slow paced game. And so like it's the type of thing where you just kind of want to relax with it for a long time rather. Yeah, than well, you like... got to make choices and figure out what you're doing next and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's it's definitely the type of game that I like to play in bigger chunks than smaller chunks. But Metroid Metroid, I could totally just pick up and, and throw down a, a suspend state. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Switch Online. Yeah, that's nice. I also haven't played anything on that service in actually a while. It used to be like every single week we would do a Switch Online game for the show. And I feel like it's been months. Since. Yeah, I think the last one we did was probably Donkey Kong. Yeah. Two. Yeah. And I think that was back in like June or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember, but it was definitely a few months ago. So, yeah, I uh, I'm not very far, but I think I am now farther in the game than I've ever been before. <laughs> and um, because usually like I, I would play it for a little bit and basically get walled and then not care enough to look up a walkthrough. And then that would be that. That makes sense. Kind of like I just kind of drop it and move on. Um, so, yeah, I am now at um, I, what, do, what do I have? I have missiles, morph ball, bomb and just picked up ice beam. And okay. I am kind of surprised because I'm realizing that I never really played enough of Metroid one to know what actual powers you get in that game. Oh man, you get, well, I won't spoil it. It, More of them than I thought. Yeah. Because I'm kind of already surprised to see the ice beam. 
Yeah, I, I mean, Ice Beam is critical. Like, knowing, knowing obviously, Super Metroid, not well, but, like, I've played it, like, more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that, you know, there's, yeah, there's your Ice Beam, and there's your Missile and Super Missile, and more Fall Bomb, but then Power Bomb, and the Grappling Hook, and the Screw Attack, and... And a couple of other things that I'm forgetting. The phaser. Yeah. And uh, the good old x-ray visor. <laughs> well, in different suits and all that stuff. Yeah, different suits. A high jump. The high the high jump boots or whatever mm-hmm. they are. Yep. Um, so and I know, I know like a good portion of the stuff in Super Metroid. And, and I generally know what those things are required for. Right? Yeah. Um, no such knowledge of Metroid one. So it's actually been interesting to go through and this is going to be its own podcast. So I don't want to get too deep into it, but it's been interesting so far just in the first hour or so to go through and see like what parts of super Metroid are in Metroid one. Like, yeah, as a kid, I sort of, I didn't really understand the Metroid lore. So I just thought super Metroid was kind of like a remake of the original mm. Metroid just with or like a sequel, but it didn't really matter kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Where it was sort well, of the same thing because you're yeah. on the same planet or uh, and all that stuff. To be entirely fair, it's not like those games work super, super hard to tell you a story. There is quite the the Metroid lore, which we'll get yes. into in a future podcast. There is Metroid lore, but it is it's Dark Souls. Yeah, where the it was story in the manual is not and stuff being... taken later and everything. Yeah. The story is not being told to you explicitly. It is lore that you can hunt down to enrich the experience if you want. Yeah, not until Prime. the game is not actually, like, putting that stuff in front of you. Um, Yeah, not in the first three games, really. It wasn't until Prime that they started having more of a story. And then Mm -hmm. technically the last game, story-wise, Fusion has a lot of story. Yeah. I like having played like also the first hour of that. And I think I'm actually going to probably f- try to finish it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, Fusion has been. To think of Fusion being the next game in Metroid after Super Metroid and to see the way that it's told where it's like just walls of text and then go here to this spot on the map and do this. It's such a more directed and linear experience. Yeah. In, that, in terms of the, in terms of exploring, it's way different. I actually, I actually find that I sort of like that in a way. I think um, it just depends on what you want to get out of the, the, the game. It really does. Yes. If, if you're, uh, if the joy that you get out of, out of Metroid is just like going around in this big world and just shooting all the walls and seeing what you find. Um, then like a more directed and linear experience is probably not what you want out of that. But Mm -hmm. I found my first instance of a false wall in Metroid one. And I was like, God damn it. They've been doing this from the beginning. They sure have. Because that is like, that's one of the most annoying things. And I know people love it, but it's great if you have a strategy guide or if you already know, if you have like the memory of where those things are, but the idea that or if there's some item that you can use that will help scan the environment sure or something. if you have like the x-ray visor although i would posit that it's annoying to have to use the x-ray visor in every room 
No, no, no. But I mean, if it's, it shouldn't be something that you actually have to use. Like it's something that you equip or like sparkles show or some yeah. stupid thing like that. If yeah. they want to have hidden things and that's, it's hidden until halfway through the game and then you unlock the thing that lets you see them easily. Cause having to scan every room is annoying. I, w- I would also say that, um, I don't, I don't even have a problem with it if those items are optional. If sure. it's like, oh yeah. yeah, there's an E-tank back here behind this false wall. Games do that all the time. That's totally fine. I have no well, issue with that. It once uh, I don't remember which was the first Metroid to do it. I, I don't think it was in Super Metroid. Was did it? Uh, the mini map didn't show you there was an item you could collect in that room, right? On Super Metroid, I think that was done for I the first time in Fusion and then Zero Mission. I don't remember. But maybe uh, Metroid there, I... does not appear to have a map at all. Metroid does not have a map. Neither does Metroid 2 on Game Boy. So it's definitely not in that. Because that's that's a fine thing. It's like, hey, there's an item in this square. You, right. You, I don't we're not going to tell you where or how to get it, but there's something here. Find but you it. I'm but yeah, totally you okay have, with that. You have the breadcrumb mm-hmm. or like the footprints end at this wall. You know, it's that kind of hint where it's like, well, obviously there's something about this. Yeah, I just have to figure out what it is. So just start start doing stuff. Um. So, yeah, if you you know, if you appropriately breadcrumb it, if you give someone if you give a hint that something might be over there and just leave it to them to figure out, that's fine. If you want to give no hints, but then make the item behind the wall totally optional, like an extra E tank or a missile expansion or something. Also totally fine. No issues with that. I cannot deal with um, let's put this mission critical item that you can't advance behind behind this wall that looks completely like a normal wall, but you can just roll through it with a morph ball if you bomb up to it at the right height. Yeah, even even the fake pits and stuff is kind of like eh. it could be OK if it's in a spot where you would think you would find it. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you're just jumping into every pit and being like, oh, whoops. Yep. <laughs> Which is kind yeah. of bad design overall. Sort of what our complaint was about Donkey Kong Country when they how they hid the secret rooms. It's like, okay, jump into every pit because there might be a thing there. Yeah. Oh, there wasn't. Is there a barrel here that sends you to a bonus game or do you just die? <laughs> right. Oh, bummer. I had no way of knowing. Yep. Um, that's I will lame. say that for stuff like that where you can just like it's just a binary yes or no and you can find out quickly. Um, rewind on oh, yeah, Switch awesome. or save states like makes that experience entirely better. Yeah, but it's still stupid because you're it's not. Still it wasn't stupid. designed that way, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it it is an after the fact improvement that I'm like, hey, this like this makes this not as bad as it was designed to be. <laughs> yeah. Also, technically, side note, it it doesn't go Super Metroid Metroid Fusion. In the uh, the timeline, other M is in between that that storyline. If if you know, um, if you want to count other M, <laughs> yeah, no, I realize that because, and again, like not to talk too much, I can't really talk too much about it because I'm not done with it. But like one of the first things that came up in Fusion was Samus bringing up like her former CO. And I'm oh, like, right. wait a minute, because I never played Other M, but I have seen enough stuff about it and around it 
Um, I watched a I watched a let's play of uh, Other M the movie. Okay. Which was basically just like let's do the, the cutscenes cut and stuff. Yeah, and the boss fights, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and I feel like that you know I got the idea because I was curious. Like I didn't want to play it, but I was kind of curious what everyone was talking about. And why everyone was talking about it like ruining Samus's character when she barely had a character. And wow, despite yeah, Samus M- basically not being a character, they managed to ruin her character. Other M is is really bad storytelling. It's it's also a I fairly hear gameplay wise game. it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fine. It's not great. It has a really fun secret hidden like a, a fi- super like final boss that's kind of cool, uh, but otherwise it's. Just an okay game. Yeah. I think in terms of... Well, we can talk about it when we talk about Metroid yeah. more later. I mean, we, at this point, we have two Metroid podcasts on the docket. Oh, yep. The the OG one and the uh, and Fusion. I almost feel like we should do a... I almost feel like we should do a podcast of Dread. Even though, like, it's... It runs completely counter to the to, you know, the point of this podcast. But I've said before, like, I don't really care about that anymore. Like, we play what we want. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to play it for sure, even if it could be like Dread plus. (laughs) Uh, I guess we did a Yakuza storyline podcast as an actual. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah, that's true. We had the retro breakdown where we just talked about Yakuza story. It was short, but yeah, I did call it like, oops, all Yakuza. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to play Dread for sure. I don't remember. Like, now I don't remember. That one may not have been the short one. Well, it was like an hour. So it's like a normal length for a normal person podcast. No, it was. Oh, wait, no, that's not it. No, it was two hours. Oh, okay. (laughs) So it's a normal length podcast for our podcast. (laughs) Which is the retro breakdown. Welcome to it. Hi, everybody. Hello. We're we're talking about Metroid, despite Metroid not being the topic of today's podcast. Metroid is, in fact, the topic of a future podcast, which you will hear in, what is it, like three weeks? Mm, yeah, something like that. Four weeks? Uh, well, from listening to this one, it's three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's my Metroid Dread really is like coming Metroid. out soon, so we're playing Metroid games. Yes, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Metroid fan. I wouldn't say that I am. And I I say that not because I dislike Metroid, because I don't dislike Metroid. I like Metroid, but I wouldn't call myself really a fan because I don't really go out of my way to play those games. Yeah, I, I get that. I think I've played all, every Metroid except Federation Force and... Oh, God, I forgot about that one. Uh, uh, Metroid Prime Hunters. Well, I actually played Metroid Prime Hunters, but I just just for a little bit at a friend's place or like a friend's DS or whatever. Met Federation Force, I I stayed away from like the play because you don't even play Samus. It's some multiplayer thing. I don't know. And I love multiplayer games. It was an experiment. It was it's not so much a Metroid game as a as a game set in the Metroid universe. Yeah, I think Samus is like I'm pretty sure she runs around and and does stuff like, oh, I found this thing. Oh, cool. You four random Federation army people take care of this other stuff. Okay, it's like. What if what if you played a Metroid game, but instead of playing as Samus, you play as the random jobbers that Samus finds dead when she arrives on the planet? 
yeah, it's like, hey, I got an idea for a Metroid game. What if there weren't Metroids or Samus? Oh, wait, that sounds like a horrible idea. And there's, I don't even think there's a good single player at all because it's all balanced around it being with between two and four people. Which would have been not as bad, except wasn't that game for 3DS? Yeah, it was for the 3DS. My, actually, under, my understanding was that finding people to play with wasn't tragic. Um, if, if, you know, if that's what you, if you're into it. I mean, which was it like, was it online multiplayer? I think so. Yeah. I think you could play with randoms. I don't know. Because I don't know. The words like Nintendo and online multiplayer just. Forced Nintendo multiplayer seems like a horrible decision when your platform is stuck in friend code territory. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I understand there was there was actually I'm pretty sure both Triforce Heroes and Federation Force had some sort of matchmaking. I forget about those. I forget about those uh, those Triforce and like Four Swords. uh, Four Swords was actually cool because that was at least, you know, plugging in the Game Boy Link cable into your GameCube and playing. I guess there was. Well, yeah, but there's there's like. I want to say mobile and mobile and handheld are technically different. Yeah, there was things, a Game Boy but... Advance one too, but it didn't yeah. have online. It was just link cable connected, which while oh, okay. silly, right? Because it was the Game Boy Advance, there was no online for that. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Triforce Heroes was the 3DS one, which I bought excited to play and then realized you need to have other people to play with. And I was like, oh, this sucks. Because um, I bought, I, I, it was on like a super duper discount sale a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. And so I bought it for myself and Lachie's like, let's play. And then it's like, you need a third person. I was like, what the, f- what? Oh man, that's, oh, that like, sucks. I think if you play like it a alone. specific third person. Yeah, like if you play it alone, I think it does it with an AI. I think maybe there is a way to swap. I don't know. We were both kind of like, eh, this doesn't seem like that fun. So we were like, who cares? We spent like $10. I have no idea why it was so cheap. It was the physical copy, not the digital one. <laughs> um, So I never actually ended up playing. That's the only Zelda game I've never played. Actually, that's funny. That's the one of the only Metroid games I've never played either. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so it's, it's, I will it's, say... That yeah. in terms of Metroid games that I haven't haven't played, uh, I'm now going through the original for the first time. I was going to fun story. Um, the original Metroid is actually one of the first games I was ever going to stream. Oh, what happened? Um, so I've I think I've talked before about how my initial foray into streaming like regularly was basically to do exactly what this podcast is supposed to be. Yeah, it's like playing an old game you've either Yeah, never playing an old or... game that I've always been like interested in but never actually picked up. It's also I found Shantae. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so Shantae was the game that I played for I I made a rule. It was like an it was an actual New Year's resolution that I was going to pick one game every month that was an old classic game like I made the rule that it had to be at least ten years old, okay, um, and that I would pick that up and stream it and finish one per month. So month, uh, so January was Ico, and then February was <laughs> man Ico. Uh, Feb- uh, February was Shantae, and then March was going to be Metroid. And what I did instead is I played Zero Mission. I do like Zero Mission a lot. 
because Zero Mission, I was told basically that original Metroid is kind of like jank now, which having played a little bit of it. Yeah, I see that. But it's just an old NES game, whatever. Yeah. Um. So original Metroid is kind of jank down. It's like, oh, well, Zero Mission is basically like it's basically like a, a, a remake. It's basically like Metroid one remake. Yeah, I mean, it is more or less. Like, it's the same, it's covering the same story, it's updated, it's got more Metroid-ish mechanics, and it it's has got a the really whole, cool bonus thing at the end. Yeah, and it's got the whole, like, the whole um, Zero Suit Samus. That was, I mean, that was awesome the first time I played Zero Mission, because I didn't know that was in the game. Yeah. Like, I beat Mother Brain and escaped, and then I was like, oh, cool, this is the, oh, what? It's like, Whoa, you thought. That's cool. Yeah. You get to go to where Samus was, spent her childhood under the... The literal wings of the uh, the Chozo. What are they, the Chozos, yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, I Chozo. I was, I was like, that sounds right, but now I'm second guessing myself, and then you feel silly, and then it's like, no, I'm pretty positive that's it. <laughs> I, I like, I feel weird talking about the Chozo ever since I realized that chorizo was a type of sausage that yeah, I yeah, well, really that liked. yes, that's actually where my mind went because <laughs> we it's just, like, am we I just bought? Am I just hungry? <laughs> we just bought like some sausage that was made with chorizo, and I was like. Chozo. No, that's that's it. That's definitely it. I'm not just talking yeah. about food. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh god. But yeah, Zero Mission was great. I think yeah. I think so in So I terms don't of... regret that decision. Like Zero Mission is really good, but it also was the thing that I played instead of playing uh original Metroid. Uh, yeah, if I'm being honest, if if I were to talk to someone that's never played metroid i'd just say yeah just play zero mission unless you want to experience history yeah yeah i think that like it's a zero mission holds up better as a game overall than um than original metroid does for sure Mm -hmm. but it's been interesting so far to go back and see how much of the origins are are here because you know like in a lot of games like the series doesn't really start until two or whenever you, it gets popular. Yeah, like you you play you play the first one and it's like some of the basic ideas are there, but like a lot of the things that you expect from the series, a lot of the things the series is known for don't really start until later games. Yeah, I mean even even Final Fantasy like it didn't even really have a real story until 4. Yeah. Like 1, 2 and 3 have story sure, but it's kind of like a backseat to the gameplay and the exploring and stuff. And then 4 is like, "Hey, we got all these characters with all of their backgrounds. Let's check this out." Yeah. You're like, "Whoa, the, the that's story deep, is really just like, here's where you go next." Right. Um And it's it's, you know, it's dialogue letting you know what you're supposed to do. I I would say the exception to this though is almost every single Nintendo series. <laughs> like mm, Mario is yeah. Mario, yeah. Zelda Zelda metroid is definitely metroid kirby now, don't kirby kirby is, evolved but it's I, I suppose the eating like the powers and stuff that's what that, the, that's what i mean though that you can yeah. see like you can see bits yeah and kirby pieces kirby of kirby's the, a big one you can see bits and pieces of like the original gameplay but like the big thing that is the most notable thing about the series doesn't start until like the second or third game yeah and in kirby's case when could when did he first eat powers Adventure. I think it was, yeah. Adventure on NES, which I think yep. is actually the third game in the series. Because I think Dreamland and Dreamland 2. Uh, maybe I know Dreamland Dream 2 came after. I'm not sure. I, I think 2 might have come after. But yeah, yeah. 
True. Yeah, I think it was like original Kirby's Dreamland on the Game Boy. Kirby does not have copy ability. No, no. Um. So he doesn't actually get powers. He just floats through as Kirby and he can still like eat and swallow things and spit things out. But but like he doesn't get anything from it. So yeah. like you think of that, you think of like Fire Emblem doesn't introduce the weapon triangle until like the fourth game. And that's like the thing that the game is most known for. Um, or like uh, Street Fighter, like Street Fighter one is not even a Street Fighter game. No. Street Fighter 2 is like Street Fighter. St- the Street Fighter series begins at two. Mm-hmm. So like I, I was looking at Metroid wondering if does like does super does Metroid start at Super Metroid? And no, I don't think so. I think there's a I'd like from what I've seen so far, I think original Metroid is is still pretty much a Metroid game. Yeah, I would say so. It just with just with NES jank attached yeah, to it, but that's sort of definitely. you know. But yeah, it's it's been cool so far to see how much of that game is in that game. Mm-hmm. For for lack of a better like how much how much of the series starts with that game? Like even to the point of like, you know, taking the taking the elevators down and getting the morph ball, like I'm I'm surprised to I, I really got like I got the missile and the morph ball and I was like, this might be the only power I get in this game. <laughs> you know, I was like, I have heard about Metroid one being kind of uh, being like kind of stripped down compared to its, you know, compared to later games in the series and be feeling less like a real Metroid game now that like that that formula is really established. And I, I get why I've heard people say that, but I don't necessarily agree. Yeah, I, I think the only, I mean, we probably should stop because we're going to talk about this a lot on You're the right. day where we actually talk about it. True. Uh, but yes, I, I think that that it's, I would say that it's unfair to say it's stripped down Metroid experience. I would say it's just, it's strictly an NES game and that's why it feels that way. Yeah. Because it's not like it's, it's the origins. Like, if you were to play this, if you were to go back in time and play this in 86, you'd be like, holy crap. <laughs> There's nothing stripped down about the original Yeah, it's Metroid. actually really impressive for the era. Yeah, well, it's actually even more impressive, which we'll talk about later be- yep. if in the in the United States because of it was not, it was part of the disc system in uh, in Japan. Mm, that's right, yeah. So it was, all of it was stuffed onto a cartridge. Uh, like the whole password system is unique to NES and everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they couldn't do saves. Right. Well, they could, but it would have been expensive to use the type of card because I guess it uses Definitely. the type of card that could have had saves. But then they were like, wait, it's going to be too much money. Let's not be bothered. Right, right. Um. But yeah, it's 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 it would be very hard for me to say that the original Metroid is somehow a stripped down version of Metroid. It's it's more of just other than out of, you know, age and technical limitations. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that I would I'm not saying I would encourage somebody to play it today in 2021 but it's 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 limitations are not for aren't aren't for lack of being there it's just the hardware that's available was available right so that's your that's your taste of the uh, of the upcoming metroid podcast we will i haven't played more than like an hour of it so i haven't seen any bosses or anything are you quick question just first impressions are, are you using like a map or a walkthrough or anything uh i started so i've started playing metroid 
like probably four or five times at different points in my life just out of curiosity. <laughs> yeah, so you know the first like 45 minutes pretty I well. I know the first 30 to 45 minutes very well until I get into Norfair and get lost. Okay. Because I, I would suggest just putting up a map at some point so, if you don't feel like it. With that in mind and knowing that I really intend to finish this and not wander around for 20 hours, um, I am using a, I am using a uh, a loose guide. Yeah, that's I was going to say use 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 at the very least have a map open. It's it's um, it basically shows you like here's where like here's the order of things you ought to be getting and where they are. Yeah. It'll like, probably key you into, if you're using something like that, it's going to key you into some interesting power-up stuff, but we can talk about that later. Yeah. So, you know what I realized, like, yesterday? No, I don't. Um, of course you don't. I didn't tell you. <laughs> and you can't read minds. Lost Judgment comes out in less than a month. It does, yeah. I thought it was going to be, like, November, December, but no, it's in, like, four oh, no. weeks. It's September. So... I have a just like a blanket of requests to get through on my stream, and I am now like panicking because I want them all gone. Yeah, you have by you the have, time I start Lost Judgment because I'm going to days. play Lost Judgment. So oh, like yeah. I've been talking about how like I'm probably going to want to uh, I'm going to want to finish um, like all the requests and then just sink myself into a game for a long time. Mm hmm. And just play that and just play that all the time. And now I know what that game's going to be. Nice. Yeah, you... you. I uh... was kind of intending it to be something that I already own so I could work on the backlog, but I'm not going to not play an RGG Studio game. So it's going to be Lost Judgment. Yeah, and it, that, that, seems to, that seems like the perfect like send-off to request months. Yeah. Like... Welcome back to Yakuza, everyone, for the next <laughs> probably like two months. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in between doing like a weekly podcast game of some sort and then Yakuza, it's going to take you a while to finish it. Wait, what? Finish to wait to finish what? I'm saying to it'll be like several months while you're playing a Yakuza style game. Plus oh, yeah. To podcast get through, stuff. Yeah, to get all through all that yeah 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 so two months seems very reasonable plus the plus the hidden requests that are probably coming still yeah yeah i'm working on a couple of them so like there's a couple there's a couple of requests on the list that have been like that i've just kind of been sitting on because it's like oh play this game i'll i'll like buy it for you or i'll 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 like find a way to get it to you or something and i'm like I mean, okay, if it's if it's really worth that for, you know, for me to play it for like three or four hours. <laughs> so what I am doing now is I'm looking at what I have left and I'm trying to isolate the things that I don't actually have access to right now. And I'm I've went through this morning and contacted all of the people who requested them and is like, okay, how are we going to do this? And do you still want me to do this? Because you requested this three months ago. Like, do you even still care? Yeah. So, um, I do expect everyone to care? say, yes, I still care. But, like, I'm also secretly hoping that a couple people are like, oh, yeah, it's fine. You don't have to do it. 
because people have like people have honestly said that before where it's like, oh, it doesn't really matter. I just use the points because whatever, like you, you can play whatever. It doesn't really matter to me. I mean, I think that's how a lot of people feel about it anyways, because it's. Yeah, it's just like I basically told everyone like the points are going away. Spend them now or you don't get to spend them. Yeah. I mean, that's and why so I everyone it. just dumped them into whatever, not really thinking very much about it. It's just like they want to spend it on something and here's a game I like, which is fine. Like, I encourage that. It just it's been a lot. I, yeah, I feel like in the future you should make the cost like quadruple. Well, the co- the thing is, the cost was like twice what it actually ended up being. Yeah. And I thought that I needed to cut it so that people who were like saving up would be able to do it. And they wouldn't you be felt like guilty out. that you I were like taking away their points and you're like, oh, God, yeah, got to give them a discount. Yeah, I just like make it easier for them to spend all of them. So if they're saving up for something, they don't get like locked out at the very end. Um, and that backfired because I underestimated how many people actually had points. Yep. And yep. how many they had. Um, so now I'm looking at it and it's like, OK, Lost Judgment comes out in approximately like 23 days or 24 days or something like that. Yeah, it's the 21st of September, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Um, I have 25 requests. No, technically not, because a couple of these I've already finished. I, uh, I don't mark off the podcast games until we've actually recorded the actual podcast itself. Yeah, seems reasonable. Just so that I can remember, I still have something I have to do to finish that. But, um, yeah, I have not including the actual podcast games that I have now finished 23 requests to finish in about less than 23 days. Roughly. Yeah. Got to start doubling up. I'm going to have to or something. <laughs> start right when you're done. When we when we finish this, get recording. Yeah, I'd like gonna have to do something like that. <laughs> you should you should look at the list of games and see if there's any that can, or no, they're probably all forty hour RPGs. There's not one that you can actually beat in a reasonable like <laughs> like hey, check out this puzzle game. Oh cool, that's a two hour stream. <laughs> there is actually there is actually one that is a that is a short ish platformer. Oh, all right. Your um, specialty. So I was like, hey, maybe I could do that and um I could potentially do that and then double that up with something else. But first of all, I don't think that there's actually another game that's that short that I could pair it with. Cause like, basically well, it's like, it's like a two hour game. So if I'm going to do it in a four hour stream, I'd need to do a two hour game with like another two hour game. I was going to say, you could do a couple six hour streams and just split up three hours and three hours. Cause sometimes your streams are only three hours when you're doing these, these types true. of games. That is So true. you could do like a six hour stream that way. And then, I mean, hell, you could do whatever you want. You could do a five-hour stream, do two and a half, or a four-hour stream, and just two hours each. Because really, it's just to get you a flavor for the the game that they've requested. It's not like you actually have to do any. (laughs) There's it wasn't like they purchased a product. Self-imposed, right? Totally is. So I mean, if if you're like, hey, I'm sick of this game, I'm done. Or hey, I got a flavor for this. Is there something you want me to see specifically? (laughs) I've done that a couple times. I like the that one uh, Bloons Tower Defense game. I was like, I played it for like an hour and a half. I was like, all right, I've I've done everything I care to do in this game. I like I could just grind out the same maps over and over trying different strategies. And honestly, it's not bad. I actually like that game's a perfectly that per- game's a perfectly fun and reasonable tower defense game. Yeah. But like for stream purposes, I was like, all right, th- th- this is this is all of the this is all of the content 
I am going to draw from this game. Anything further than this is blood from a stone. T- Tower defense is an interesting genre anyways, as like a, it's sort of like one that you just kind of can play passively. So if if you're streaming it, you have to have, I feel like a lot of stuff to talk about or something, right? Like outside of what you're playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. especially if you're playing the traditional kind of tower defense. Right. Um, that's the type of are, game where like, that's the type of game where like you have a just chatting stream yes. and you play like you play background music over it Yeah, and you yeah. just play and you just have that game going with like the sound muted. There was one that I really liked, uh, Defenders of the Lost Valley or Quest or something like that. Hmm. I don't know. Um, came out like eight years ago now, but it was cool. I like that game. It was, it was like a sort of an RPG where you had characters that were named that were basically just souped up versions of regular units. And you could play through the whole game just using those, or you could make it easier by like getting like hiring more units. But I wanted to play through the whole game just using the kind of named characters. And it was, it was interesting because it like mattered where you place them. I mean, it wasn't like super hard, but it was fun. Yeah. That sounds, that Um, sounds neat. Yeah. I think they're working on a sequel. I wonder what happened to that. Huh? Oh man. That's always like, that always hurts to hear. It's like, I think yeah, they were working on a sequel. What happened there? It was it was definitely talked about. I remember there being a Kickstarter, which I was kind of like, you know what? I don't I don't want to do Kickstarters. Um, yeah, I, there's a few that I'm there's actually a couple that I'm looking at right now. Like that Infinity Game Boy Color game is kind of cool to me. But they, they reached the point where they're like, hey, this is going to be on Steam now because we hit this threshold. And now my 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 interest in backing it is so much less because like, oh, well, if it's going to be on Steam. It's going to be a Steam sale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so eventually I can get this game for like $5. And I've already right. waited, you know, forever for it anyway. So who cares? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, if I feel that. So it's it, that's just my own. I'm I'm sometimes weird about paying for games, right? Like, I, I have no idea. Like, I, I was happy to spend $60 to play Skyward Sword, which actually I loved playing again. I, I really, really liked it a lot. I was very surprised. That's good. Um, Because I remember thinking it was just it's for as far as Zelda games go, it's still kind of middle of the road. But Mm -hmm. as far as like a fun motion control experience goes, it's awesome. Now, if you hate motion controls, obviously it's terrible. You can play with the controller, but I didn't even try it. I just used the the joy cons. Sure. Um, And there was a few parts where I was getting really frustrated. I was like, this is so stupid. It's not working. And I was like, oh, I'm doing it wrong. I'm trying to brute force this boss when all you need to do is hit it this way. It's like, ah, that makes this a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I will admit that I, I've run into a number of, uh, I've run into a number of, situ- of situations like that. It like, it's a, it's a, it's a trap of like trying to, um, I obviously this wasn't the case for you, but like it happens to me a lot while streaming. Sure. If I'm having a conversation or I'm talking about something and the game has moved into the background processing area of my brain because oh yeah, and you're not com- like thinking because the chat and the talk and and all and whatever the current topic is has like occupied like the the prefrontal cortex, <laughs> and it's like okay, the game just dropped crucial information, and I am talking about something else. So <laughs> I've missed I've, that now. I missed the entire how do I upgrade my weapons speech and. Yep. <laughs> I've been using the base weapon the entire game. This mm-hmm. is hard. <laughs> I literally did that. And I don't remember what the, what the game was, but I literally did that for like a good portion of a game. I did that in uh, 
uh, Automata. Mm, <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't even do, play with upgrades, and then I was like, this game seems like bosses just freaking drag forever. And then I was like, oh, right. I have, I'm using whatever the starting weapon is. I don't know if that would matter. <laughs> I feel like it was cross-code. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. That seems like a game where the weapon, like, they actually want you to change your gear. Yeah, no, like, there's definitely, like, there's a gear, like, the... It's one of those things like the FF8 junk shop. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like upgrading your gear requires you to like actually have stuff. Yeah, it doesn't feel it's not quite the same uh, experience as just going to a shop and buying whatever's new. Right, right, right. It is actually like it's actually going in and like you need to have money and this and these particular materials and then you can craft your new thing. Mm hmm. I don't know if it was CrossCode, though. Like, it was definitely a game that I was super familiar with because I remember specifically the feeling of, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I've played this game for this long and I'm only just now finding out about this. That sounds like it could be CrossCode. Because that would be a game that I literally played twice start to finish, which I don't do with games very often at all anymore. Yeah, well, not especially not a like a 60 hour like yeah a longer like if the game's longer than like 10 hours i'm probably not going to play it more than once yeah which most of them are hey a game's not a good game unless it's 100 hours okay that's right that's that's what i've been that's what i've been told by the people (laughs) who make 100 hour games (laughs) which are never actually 100 hour games but they still put it on the box well okay they don't anymore but that was a thing for a while there where it was like this game has over 80 hours of content or whatever. It's like, what? <laughs> who's did you just leave the console on? I don't understand how you got the number. Yeah, it's, this high. it's 15 hours of content and 65 hours of fetch quests. <laughs> oh my God. Did you ever pull? Oh no, you didn't. So dragon quest seven has mm. on PlayStation has the longest introduction of any RPG I've ever played. It's like two hours of just sort of exploring a town and hearing some story before you get into a random battle. <laughs> Question, have you played a Persona game? Yeah, but that doesn't count because you're playing it How for... How does it not count? Because that, that, those whole games literally revolve around story. Like, the whole point of Persona... If you're playing Persona and you're skipping the story, then you should play a different uh, Shin Megami Tensei game. Okay, like, I, I guess I see what you're saying. Like, and the story's really well-crafted and, like, that's what you're interested about. And you're not even... It's it's sort of just like that's part of the experience, right? Whereas a Dragon, Dragon Quest, Quest game, is kind of about the fight and the grind. It's it's the story is ex- like fun and you want to see the characters, but you want to also like kill them like a slime in the first two hours of playing the game. Right. Right. And and for me, in fact, if pers- if you if you gave me a Persona game and you said, hey, how about we remove all random battles and you power up your characters through, I don't know, like however you successfully complete chat options and stuff and then you still get to fight the bosses and things and you just removed the entirety of the 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 whole like like, dungeon crawling aspect yeah i would like the game even more because for me that's actually my least favorite part of yeah on it like games i feel that in too in like especially in like four and five yes yeah like when the story started really picking up and like the the whole social link system start like i just want to i just want to hang out with these characters Right, they do such like, a good job of creating a cool world and characters that if I could make my my 
character stronger for whatever the boss battle is going to be. And they could even still have, because it is sort of fun to see the, the like, especially in 5, it's sort of fun to see like their, uh, what's what do they call it? Um, they're like when you're trying to steal their hearts, basically, right? And it's oh, fun yeah. to see like the bad, like the 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 naughty people in their super naughty way that they see themselves in their heads and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I enjoy all of that. So if they turn that into some sort of puzzle experience, as opposed oh, to yeah. as opposed to random battles, I think for me, I would I, that would be awesome. I um, do find like that is something, especially once I get into the mid game. It's like. I do kind of find that, like, I minimize the amount of time that I have to actually do dungeon stuff. Yeah, I, like, want to push it all into one single day if possible. Yep. Like, I just yep. want to get it done and over with because I don't even want to do it, which yeah, is sad. It is kind of, it does feel kind of like a chore. It is kind of like, oh, I guess we have to go fight now. Right. And that's Whatever. that to me is, it's, I, I mean, I don't know how, how I might be in the minority here or we might be in the minority here in that mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I, so I I'm guess sure, I'm sure like, I'm sure there is a spectrum of feelings on it mm-hmm. of people who like, you know, I'm sure there are people who think the, the, the battle mechanics are great cause they are. Oh, they are. Like, They're really good. Like, and, and like, I think that it's important to point out when we're talking about persona, the battle mechanics are some of the best I've seen in a JRPG ever. Yes. No, they're, they're, if. Like, the, the, the fights are really good. It's just that the actual, like, writing and story and, like, getting to know the characters and all of that side of the game just outshines it so much that you just don't want to leave it. Right, exactly. But, I mean, that the game we're describing is ultimately a visual novel. Yeah, and if yeah, Persona, And if Persona was a visual novel, we wouldn't play it. Yeah, if it if well, if visual novels were set up like the Persona Overworld, I would. Some of them, I, I feel like I have some of them a, actually are. I've played a decent number of visual novels. Um, That's true. You have played more of them than I have. They're not my favorite, but there are a couple that I've really liked, uh, and a couple that I've thought were unbelievably atrocious. That I have no idea how they have the accolades they do, but <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, I believe you told me about one of those a couple months ago. Yeah, it was it was the Muvel of games. I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Did you ever move on and play the later ones that they said were better? No. So I read the story and I was like, I don't. I this is these are worse. It it somehow <laughs> to me it just it's so, so the the idea of the series must have been cool initially, where you uh-huh. buy a game thinking it's a slice of life, and I don't the the story is still dumb because like. It's like the extreme versions of all of the archetypes of characters or like, you know, haha, it's funny to punch the girl because she's saying something dumb or whatever. Or the guy is saying something dumb, so you slap him. Or I don't know. I, I don't I don't find that type of interactions enjoyable because I think it's just rude. Sure. <laughs> um, but whatever, like all the other dumb things that happen as tropes in anime where so if you were to say you don't like it, they're like, well, you just don't understand Japan or whatever people right. say when you say those kinds of things. Um. And it must have been really cool to play that game, get to the end, do all the stuff, and then have a whole thing opened up where it's a different universe, but the main character is dragged into it. And it's like, well, this is different. I'm now experiencing these characters in a different way because it's a different timeline. That's really neat. Uh, but the but the writing's still bad and all of that. So I just must not vibe with that style of character writing. And the main character is such a, like, he's so whiny. He's always, and I realize he's been thrust into this universe, yada, yada, yada. But the 
the thing that everybody likes, and the reason that people say the last book or the last story is the best, is because they do that thing where it's like, hey, what if we make a character you like and have them experience something tragic and terrible? And it's supposed to be playing at your heartstrings, but it's it's over the top and ridiculous. So you're sort of just, I don't know, maybe I would feel differently if I had spent 70 hours reading the novel. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Reading the, the cut or like the, the Cliff Notes version was just like, oh my God, this would be so just dumb. <laughs> Like you I wouldn't care. The, you see the route that the story takes, and you're like, no, why, no? Yeah, Ew, and there's like no. a there's like the, there's a famous scene where something somebody's just chatting, and then this thing, this ridiculous thing happens where somebody dies. And I won't go into details about how it happens, but in sure. my thought, it didn't make any sense because it seems like this event happened in the middle of a base that's supposed to be like the base where everybody is, and the thing that does the murdering is this massive creature, and it's like, how did it just sneak up on you? This only works if you pretend that nothing else is happening like right. like it's it's just so it's pretty much just to have that event take place regardless of if it seems possible makes sense is or or it would even fit right you know uh, or this, another character you know what, gets all like of this assaulted reminds by me tentacles. of actually what's that like that you describing this this like sort of forced death scene that doesn't actually make any sense yeah and doesn't fit anything any of the like surrounding features is it is it sometimes solving puzzles in an adventure game? No. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not at all. It makes me okay. think of the uh of Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could I can I Do you re- like I don't re- I don't even remember if it's Kingdom Hearts 1 or 2. I'm pretty sure it's 2. But there uh. is a scene towards the end of Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, I guess, but I don't care and neither should you. Um where they're going out to this big climactic battle. Yeah. And Goofy just gets like drilled in the forehead with a stray rock. <laughs> and not like a boulder, just like a rock. Just like just like a normal like fist-sized rock. Like not a I don't small rock, this. but like a, a rock that would hurt. Sure. Like, you know, probably give you a cut, some bruising, possibly a concussion. Goofy just eats shit and Man. just like passes out. Yeah. And and then everyone just huddles around him and is like, "Oh no, Goofy. Goofy, <laughs> you can't die. I can't believe this is happening. Oh my god." No, Goofy, no. And it's like <laughs> he <laughs> he just like, got hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He got hit with a rock. Like <laughs> We've spent the entire game with him getting like set on fire and hit with like with like swords the size of a canoe. To to be fair, to be fair, things that happen in RPG battles are not correlated to things that happen outside of nope. RPG battles. No, the the battle dimension is a different dimension. And like because <laughs> it, Yakuza rules. Yes, it's very much Yakuza rules because you know here most you just absorbed eight hundred shots from a submachine gun. But they just take a sliver off of his health because because you're in battle mode. Yeah, because because like how many RPG bosses do you know summon an attack where it's like, oh, he's destroying the solar system with a meteor and then it's going to hit the party and they're going to take a lot of damage, but they won't die. But 700 hit points. It literally just ripped apart the universe. Yeah, for 700 hit points. <laughs> yeah, for 700 hit points and a really cool cutscene. <laughs> yeah. 
but one I don't want to see more than like two or three more times. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, at, you're, at a certain point, you're just wasting my time, Sephiroth. <laughs> well, obviously, of, of course, we're talking about Sephiroth. I actually don't know. I can't off the top of my head think of a boss that's there summons is a definitely to... a, there is definitely another like there are definitely other examples of bosses that use attacks that are like on a galactic scale. Yeah. But that just like do regular damage. Yeah, well, sort of. It's 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 a very anime style of of destruction, like you know Goku and Vegeta oh, and things sure, like they, yeah. they have like an attack blow up, and you go to outer space, and you're like, oh my god, it's half the size of the planet, and then you go back to the characters, and there's like a like a 15 foot indent in the ground, you're like, oh yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah, nice. you, you you've just you've left a you've left a crater the size of like. The size of, like, a swimming pool. Yeah, like, like, if you were to drop, like, a wrecking ball from a skyscraper is the kind of indent that's left in the Earth. Mm -hmm. But but from outer space, like, half the planet is destroyed. Right, right. Yeah, it is It is very anime. You but know yeah, what's I, not anime at all? What? Day of the Tentacle. N no, it's very much, it's very I much not. I think that's one of the most Western games we've played on this podcast. In terms of, like, style and development and humor? Y yeah. Like... Actually. I mean, like, you know, Bob is a Western game, and, like, we've played other games that were developed in the well, West with that yeah, mindset, but, like, this is, I was gonna like... I going to say, technically, Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But this is, like... Day of the Tentacle is, like, such an aggressively, like, 90s American pop culture game. Oh, it's oh, oh, hilarious. I, I can think of one other game that that kind of fits that a little bit. Earthworm Jim. Oh, yeah. That, I was actually thinking Comic Zone. Oh, yeah. No, that's also true. It's on that tier, though. Sure. Well, you know what? Let's just we'll just make <laughs> wide sweeping claims and then. <laughs> and then, and then spend, the next, the, spend the next <laughs> section of the podcast backtracking them. Yeah, like Doom 64, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I like Doom 64. <laughs> well, yeah, me too. But but it's very Western. <laughs> it, yeah. No, that's that's true. <laughs> Anyways, Day of the Tentacles, the only Western game we've played this year. I said the most Western Most You game. did. You did say the most. To be fair, it probably, aside from maybe like Earthworm Jim or Comic Zone, um, I think that it it has the most opportunity to be Western <laughs> since it's a story driven game. So it's yeah, definitely the most Western game. That I would, is very I would, true. I would, I, I think that is a fair statement. You're not, you're not fibbing here. It's There's no just, lies. It's just a random thought that I had. We did play the home alone game. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, I think it's wrong, but it's also fine. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is wrong, but defensible. <laughs> I will no take game, it. No, no other game talks about, you know, presidents that we've played of the of the of United States history, at least. That is true. That, yeah, so, that's, <laughs> that may not be even be true. Like, if did I, like, play? I, like, I don't know. I feel like. I was like, like, oh, wait, did we play Bad Dudes? No, we didn't. <laughs> I feel uh, like there may have been another game that we played for the podcast that at least references a president. Yeah, probably does. It's one of the, I but feel they're like not, one of those, like, oh. actual characters. They would be like a MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah. Or they'd, yeah, because we didn't get a, a hamburger as a reward. Right, yeah. I bet one oh. of the characters in The Peacekeepers becomes president. 
<laughs> I was going to say that actually. I was like, I wonder if any of those people have, <laughs> or they go work for the president. They go work the for presidency. Like the... <laughs> Wasn't there a game where someone like goes to work for like the Department of Defense or something? Yeah, Comic Zone. Oh yeah, his girlfriend. The, the girl That's goes right. to become. Wait, like, does she become the president? Oh no, yeah, she's a secretary. I was going to say. I was wonder, I was trying to remember if she became the president or. That's maybe too forward thinking for early nineties. Yeah, no, she has I mean, to hell be, is too forward she has thinking to be an assistant. Now, whatever. <laughs> that seems like a good time for a sponsor break. Do you want to do a sponsor break? Let's do a sponsor break. So after, you know, an hour of idle chatter. <laughs> no, it was welcome. immediately after the 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 sponsor break. Okay. Oh yeah, no, the, the the listeners have time traveled. Yes. They don't uh they don't hey, know. Hey, time travel. How about that? Nice. Oh, yeah. That's a nice, I didn't nice. even do that on purpose. I thought you were making a joke about, about Time Wanderer, and I was like, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, actual time travel in Day of the Tentacle. <laughs> Important first question for you, hmm. and I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Did you ever play Maniac Mansion? Uh, no. I've heard of Maniac Mansion. Okay, so and you're I in watched the same, a little... you were in the same situation as me. Yeah, my experience with Maniac Mansion was a song from OC Remix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is it was... Michael's theme? Oh, no, it was like a, a song where they talk. Oh. And he's like rapping. It's really silly. And I just oh, remember I it because they say they, they, they say some naughty things in it. That was funny to me because I was like, you know, 14 like or something when I heard it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it's anything teen, you're, young, you're forgiven for, um, for finding stupid things funny. Yeah, I, I would actually like to find it again. Like, oh, I, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to hear it again because I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but I remember it being kind of like dumb and fun. Um, yeah, I have a couple like that. There's actually one that Dale North did that was like, it was like four variations of the Gato theme. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I and mean it's stupid, but I like it. One of them's like a. Baby really... up in silver points. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> one of them's like the the bad. Uh, it's like the bad rap. Yep. Oh and yeah, I remember that one. This like power ballad and yeah. Yeah, I thought that was it's... a cool song too. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> it's very. very it's awesome. Bad. <laughs> Dale North also had one that was like a where he's like the it's like a stereotypical owner of a convenience store. Um, oh, I that's, think I've heard that one. Um, I don't remember what game it's supposed to be referencing or if it was just something dumb he sang. That was another one of those ones that I don't believe has probably aged well. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> but, you know, like, there's two ways to look at that. You look back on it and obviously you, like, cringe a little bit because you're like, oh, God, that you can't. Oh, man, that doesn't feel good anymore. But then also, like, that wasn't that long ago. So the fact that society has changed that much in such a short time that we're actually considering. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like our, hey, we're this actually is, that's looking wrong. at this old comedy and we're actually thinking about, like, the, you know, a lot of the a lot of the comedy that's like sort of punching down at certain like marginalized people. Yes. And. Or that it, that appropriates or that parodies things that you shouldn't be parodying, parodying. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's only been in some cases like maybe 10, 15, 20 years. That's not very much time for us to like be coming at it from such a different angle. 
So in, in some ways, that's actually really cool. I'm, to be honest, feeling uncomfortable at something is is like you're saying it's actually sort of good because yeah, it's, it it's, just means things are changing. And I don't think it's it's not like it's I'm progress. I don't, most of the time. I don't think it's necessarily fair to ho- hold the person accountable for thinking or saying those kinds of things, depending on the severity or what the intention is behind the message originally. Uh, because sometimes it's just like, well, that was just how it worked. I didn't know I was even supposed to not do it. And sometimes that's, yeah, nobody I mean, that's ever actually reasonable me. sometimes. Now, obviously, you know, <laughs> there, there are things that could be taken to the extreme. It's like, well, you had to know that was bad regardless of if other people we're doing it, but but right, right, right. not everything is like that, right? No one told me I wasn't supposed to stab people. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's clearly bad. That's an audio, okay? Yeah. Um, but no, no, it was like, it was one of those songs that you judge you judge things in in the context of the era that they were created and the social norms of that time. Right, and and do you, this is a does really the person... good segue for Day of the Tentacle? Actually, <laughs> we're not talking <laughs> about Day of the Tentacle, but we are. But we are, yeah, dude, that's deep. Um, yeah, cause it's, it's, it's really more, do you, you have to judge the person for what was, how do they think now? Right. right like, right. have they changed the way that they feel? Cause that makes, that's a big difference too. Are you, uh, do you know Brennelfloss? No. Brennelfloss is a, is a YouTuber that has done a lot of, um, he got really big probably 10, 15 years ago with, uh, with lyrics videos. Oh, wow. That's like really early YouTube. Yeah. So like I the one of the big ones he did like a couple of Mega Man themes with lyrics he did uh he did like the punch out theme. Oh, yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. Yes. Is kind of a he's kind of got kind of a smarmy sort of demeanor. He's bald for sure. Yeah, I don't know what he looks like, but I've heard the songs. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so the big one and I have a video of Jesse at uh, at Pax East at a <laughs> concert of his being sung directly being sung to directly by him during the Tetris theme, which is a misogynistic song about how girls like Tetris. Cause it's the only game they can play. Okay. <laughs> and the me of 2008, 2000. No, that would have been 2011 even. Yeah. Was like, ha, I don't really agree with this, but it's funny. Mm hmm. Um, and the me of now is like, what an asshole <laughs> right, yeah, video games are for everyone, yeah. <laughs> but to his credit, that video is still up on his YouTube channel, but with a disclaimer on the video that says I'm leaving this up for posterity, but this video is a product of its time. I am aware of the, of the misogynistic undertones and I do not stand by that type of i do not stand by this type of behavior this is you know i'm i'm leaving it up because basically because i don't want to like try to pretend that this wasn't yeah because that doesn't help that i created i'm not i'm not trying to like you know revisionist history this i did record this and i did think this at one time but like this does you know this isn't me and like this sucks and this is wrong yeah don't don't be this way mm-hmm. so yep. that type of thing i'm totally cool with it's like yeah i you know i had some i had some screwed up priorities and and thoughts when i was younger and i've grown out of that and you know 
I I regret that, but I've you know I've changed. Mm-hmm. And he didn't like there wasn't like a controversy about it or anything. Like he didn't get called out, or I'm sure he did on like an individual level, but like he wasn't like the main character of Twitter for a day or anything like that. <laughs> you know, he didn't he didn't get like completely blown up and have to answer for it. That was just something that I I sort of came back to it later and saw that. And he just put that up sort of unprompted. Just like, yeah, I don't uh, I I don't stand by the, the content in this. I'm leaving it up just so that, you know, it's here just so it's here. But like, I want everyone to know that this doesn't represent how I think or who I am. And it and you shouldn't think this way either. Right. Yeah. So that's that's kind of thing is that type of thing is fine. You could totally still give me uh, advertising money, though. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm sure that's part of it as well. And because it, it is like one of his most popular videos. But he could have just said nothing because no oh, one's saying anything. I'm not being serious. I mean, I'm partially being serious, but I don't mean it as like that should be a reason not to do something. Right. Like it's it's totally OK to to it's 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 fine to make money from it. It's it's even better that you're admitting that it was like, hey, that's not cool. Because who, I mean, let's be real. We all, every single one of us, Mm -hmm. if you were to actually look past at things you've said out loud, not just thoughts in your head, I'm sure everybody has a moment of, man, that was, that was dumb. Mm -hmm. Like, not just dumb, like, oh, that was a dumb thing to say. I mean, like, that was like morally wrong, like at some level to somebody at some point. And it's way harder when you're, a at the forefront of internet the literally the idea of what the identity of the internet and there's not a whole lot of like people telling you how to be otherwise right like right. that was just part of how it was so if things that come out it's going to happen and as long as you own up to it then i think that's great yeah yeah so the uh i went not to like it purple because tentacle. i i went to it specifically because i couldn't remember the actual um the actual line but he actually yeah. puts he actually put a content warning on it. And the content warning is shitty sexist jokes. <laughs> yeah, see that's that's perfect cuz that that makes you laugh then cuz you know going into it that he's already well, mm. I suppose that could be his his just who he was as a person, but it uh like you know, I, I you could I'm sure you can picture someone out there being like, "Hey, this is the best content ever." Right. <laughs> well, he says he goes on to say, "This is the with lyrics video that put me on the map. It also really hasn't aged well. So, if you think I'm a sexist jerk, please keep in mind that it was about ten years ago, and I've changed a lot in the time since." Yeah, that's perfect. I'm totally I mean, what, fine with that. Well, it's kind of like what's his name. I don't actually know much about this person or if he's a good or bad guy or anything like that. But there was that. Uh, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn. Oh, yeah. He said some like weird oh, yeah. stuff on Twitter like 10 years ago and yep. it got him kicked out of being a director for all these things. And then it turned out that it was stirred up by some like uh, people know, who like, were acting extremist. in bad faith. Yeah. yeah, like they were mad at him because he said something about Trump. I don't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, true. What he said is kind of gross and weird and whatever. But at the same time, it was maybe just he was trying out something different. Like he didn't, I don't think people quite, I mean, hell people don't understand it today. The stuff that you say is literally there. Not, not just forever, but like literally forever, not just, not until you delete it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, Or, or that it could come back and haunt you later. Like that was not even a thing that was on people's mind at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's, and again, like what he said was basically 
congruent with social norms at the time. And that's not to say that it was right when he said it. Sure, sure, sure. But it does mean that, you know, awareness and understanding of those issues has grown in the larger, like, social consciousness since then. So as long as those efforts have reached you and you have learned and grown, learned and grown as a person, mm-hmm. as you like, as you've learned more about these things that you're saying and talking about, like, yeah, then I think then I think that overall is a net positive. Want. That is, yeah. yeah, that's a net positive. That's a good thing. But like, I think about like I watched Friends a bunch growing up. Oh yeah, we talked about this a, a couple weeks ago, where like some of the jokes and things, right? How it's how it's like hit differently if you if you were to see things now oh yeah like there is a there is a trans character in friends it's one of that's that's a one of the characters uh fathers who presents Rip. female and all of the jokes are just about dead naming him oh man i actually didn't know that i don't remember i've, I've watched a decent amount of them but i don't remember that at all wow like there's 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 transphobic jokes there's homophobic jokes there is just like dunking on people who are nice just because they're like not part of the not part of the cool crowd. Mm, yeah, like a lot of it, like you look back on a lot of the themes now, it's like, oh, oh, no one in this show is likable anymore. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> well, and what's what's funny is me having watched now, mind you, I, I think I told you I was just watching it because I was grinding in Borderlands 2 and it was like 100 hours of grinding. So I was just throwing on my sister's friend's DVDs. Mm-hmm. So this is like in 2012, right? Sure. And the fact that I don't remember it either means I wasn't listening that well, which is partially true, but also that even t- 10 years ago, yes, it was like not that big of a deal. It didn't. Yeah. It was just like, <clears throat> haha. Yeah. Haha. It's just jokes. Who cares? And it just it's... reinforces that idea that like because you can just okay you can just laugh at it and kind of brush it off it's like not something to be taken seriously and it's not something you know it's something that you can just laugh at and brush off while as you do that like you have just made someone feel like they're not a person (laughs) yeah yeah like we're, we're talking about sure you're right it's just words but at the same time those words have meaning otherwise how can you talk about anything yeah (laughs) like why even have legal agreements if words are just words like that's not how words work that's why they're important those words mean something and to you it doesn't really mean anything because it's not central to your experience but to the person next to you who you're talking about and laughing about they're going to go home and like contemplate whether their life is worth it anymore yeah jesus and so day of the tentacle has a suicide joke oh yeah it does i know yeah, with 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 the, the the guy that's on his down and, well, and the whole butt of that joke is even still abusing him. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. You're, you're, that was you're like, probably hey. the most uncomfortable that I was in that game. Actually, <laughs> yeah, it was it was genuinely a oh god moment. <laughs> and like, it is kind of funny because like you get this sort of vague letter in the mail in the colonial period that says you're brilliant, what a novel design, come to Baltimore immediately. Which presumably is meant for like, I don't know, probably, uh, probably like, uh, Red Edison, right? Yeah, I think so. Cause it's his, it's his place. So, yeah, I mean, it was, but it could also the, be to, it could also be to Ben Franklin, but like, it probably isn't cause he was only staying there as a guest. <laughs> True. 
I think and, the like the 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 moments in the game that were kind of like, oh god, that hadn't aged well. They were still even like not that. They weren't that, that bad. They weren't really that. But like they, overall, they I thought the humor bad was enough pretty. For us to have spent the first fifteen minutes talking about the game, talking about like that. Yeah, exactly. It like most of the humor in the game is. If you enjoy the humor, it's 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 pretty good. Like I actually, I had fun playing at night. I chuckled at a few parts and had had some fun. There were some things that I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know. This is not. I don't. I'm not like a huge cartoon person, anyways. It is uh, very cartoony, and it's right. very like '90s cartoony. There's a lot of a lot of uh, stretchy Looney Tunes stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. You know. So if if you're not a big fan of that, you might not. It might not resonate with you. But I'm not. A, I really. Like, I don't watch cartoons and I don't like reminisce about the days of cartoons or anything. Right. Um, I watched but I still Looney Tunes and like Tom and Jerry and stuff religiously growing up. But like, yeah, I me don't too. Really I watch a lot of Tom them. and Jerry. But I I don't really think about it much anymore. Yeah. But I, I still like the, for the most part, I enjoyed the humor and some of the, the puzzle solutions while a, a few works <laughs> very silly. Uh, and by silly, I mean illogically silly oh yeah, the, yeah for the most part the the conclusions were still fun yeah yeah i, I would say in, in large part that was that was true there were a couple that were a little more obtuse than i would have liked i would say the actual only thing that made me feel uncomfortable because the suicide joke well it was it was like obviously like he put the funny. gun right up to his temple and then the joke is like it's a it's a joker gun with the little bang thing that comes out on the on the banner yeah that goes through his ears. Yes. Which is like, that's a very cartoony effect. But also like, I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I think like, what made me feel the worst though, was actually harassing the dude doing his cool stamp collection. Yeah. I felt super bad about that. Cause it's not even, cause I don't know if that was like, it's like, oh, hey, look, it's one dude that's geeky and weird making fun of someone else that has a geekier and weirder thing yeah. or something i don't know i didn't i didn't like that at all it so, was weird ed yeah is one of the primary antagonists from maniac mansion correct yeah and i remember this so oh, yeah, i think that... the whole joke is that he's like he's basically he even he's talking about like going to therapy <laughs> yeah. for five years <laughs> ostensibly because of the things you did to him in the previous game yeah, the first game the first game's a little darker in some aspects because you can actually put a hamster in the microwave and blow it up in the first game yeah and it sounds like that's canon because he mentions something about having a hamster and then not being able to recall what happened to it because he blocked it out yes yes so yeah that was very that was very uncomfortable that because was actually something like, i didn't like just just in you general just have to pick on him yeah because it's like being me and you had to do it you couldn't not do it it's, it is you literally need the stamps and the way you get the stamps is by pissing him off so much that he loses his temper and throws the stamp collection at you and that that i don't that makes me sad i i i, I really wanted to talk about the the stuff i didn't like about the game right away because 90 percent of it was fun yeah like no, i actually I, enjoyed I, it. I like the game overall definitely um I had a really good time with it. Despite not knowing stuff for Maniac Mansion, I honestly don't think it matters that much. Nah, I don't think so. It's just a fun, it's a, it's a, it's a LucasArts adventure game. Like if you like a Monkey Island and those kinds of things, it's, it's yeah. in a similar vein. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I did like that they made the, the girl that was clearly supposed to be like wacky. She was easily the person that 
I think most people probably relates to the best at the yeah. end of the game. Yeah, she <laughs> was you... actually the most relatable person. Like I yeah. was I was so like the first couple of in, like experiences I had with her, I was like, "Oh my god." Like <laughs> this is just an actual meth addict. <laughs> like I was like, "What is she, what is what is her purpose here besides what is, being What is like what is actually wrong with her?" <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm, but... I'm starting to worry about like, "Oh god, we're making like we're making like mental illness jokes. That's where like, I thought it was going to go. Yeah. Like, is she, is she going to be like developmentally challenged? And yeah, we're just going to like, and we're just going to kind of like riff on that because ha ha. Yeah. I was so happy. That's Are not we going to drop was. the R bomb now. <laughs> yeah, I was a little nervous and, yeah. and I was like, Oh, please, please don't make this character just a joke. And then it turned out, oh, no, the other characters are the joke. <laughs> yeah. And she's the normal one. And like, then it was like. She's a little weird because she has her whole like dissection and, and you know. And oh, like she's weird for sure. Insides fetish. So she's got some <laughs> yeah. she's got some like stuff to her. But like yeah, in terms of the way that she actually interacts with her environment, she is the most actual normal person in the game. <laughs> yeah. I did. I, I, I also liked her timeline. Uh, cause it was the, I, the, so yeah, I the, didn't, the tentacle overlord future. Yeah, that was fun. I, yeah, I, didn't, I, I actually had the least fun in Hoagie's timeline, the past. Yeah. I think that's, I think I agree with that. Um, there were some moments that were like, oh, that's cool. But it sort of just was like, nah, it, it didn't, the, the past didn't do it for me in terms of the, a lot of like the jokes and stuff that you had to do to solve problems. <laughs> I know you've loved those beds in the past. <laughs> I yeah well that's one of the things I mean about like the so I talked about this a lot in the playthrough itself but this is yeah. something that is just a pitfall of any adventure game and yes like yeah, time has not fixed it it's pretty much just it's almost like a feature of them at this point yeah there is one path through the game there is a problem that you need to solve and there is one thing that will solve that problem yeah and it doesn't matter if technically your thinking would also solve this problem. No. Which in many cases it would. It's not the game that the it's not the solution that the game prescribes. And so it doesn't care. Right. That's it's actually sort of why those um the games where you uh the scribble knots games. I know it's not an adventure oh, yeah. game at all, but that was what sort of intrigued me about them that it's like, hey, you have to get over this cliff. Do whatever you want. It's yeah, like, no, oh, that's, that's true. That's cool. That is like, cool. And I did like that about those games. Oh, uh, that's sort of where adventure games. Although that's, a that's lot their of it biggest just kind downfall. of comes to like, you know, draw wings and a gun and you've solved all of the problems. <laughs> well, sure. But you don't have to do it that way. <laughs> no. No, it does like it's one of those things where like you can um Yeah, you, know, you can do this the no imagination easy way. Or you can have fun with it. And it's like, if you're not going to try to have fun with it in Scribblenauts, there's no point in playing. But in this case, it's like, okay, so you need to find a way to keep the maid in the room for a long enough time for you to steal soap off of her cart. What do you have in your inventory? You have a bottle of wine. You have a piece of chewing gum. You have a bucket of red paint. You have... um a you have a bucket of water you have like any number of other, you have like some loose spaghetti you have any number of things 
that you could just throw on the ground to give her something to do so that she would have to spend time in there actually like cleaning the actually cleaning the uh the bedroom and the solution is just to hip check the bed and you have to you have to hip check the bed and it just messes up the bed so she has to make the bed and that is the solution to that problem and we've lost tom we'll be back in a moment hello welcome back technical uh technical difficulties uh we were or i was rather talking about uh, <laughs> once i realized you were once i realized you were gone i just kind of finished my thought and was like okay we'll be back in a minute <laughs> um so what i was talking about is how like this game like all adventure games just kind of railroads you into having the one specific solution that they want yeah yeah and the the one of those that frustrated me probably the most was the was the bed where you the the problem that you're ostensibly facing is you need the you need the soap off the maid's cart. Yes. And if you try to just grab it while she's in the room, she finishes cleaning too quickly and then she um and then she comes out and is like, "What are you doing? Get away from there." Right. Um and so you have to find you have to basically make a mess in the room. Yeah, and it's it's super hard. You need a bunch of items. It's like the last thing you can do in the whole game. Yeah. You have to make a mess in the room. <laughs> and um, so that it takes her longer to clean so that you have time to grab the soap before she notices you. And when you have when you run into that problem, you have like a bucket of paint and a bucket of water and some like spaghetti and some gum. And yeah, because even if it's the very first thing you do in that timeline which it very well could be. Yeah. You you have some stuff from the other dude. Yeah. Um so like you have a bunch of stuff that you could potentially make it like cuz really it's just give her something to clean up. Yeah. It could be the chewing gum, it could be anything. And it turns out you just hip check the bed so that she has to make the bed and that's enough. I think my only logic behind that as opposed to paint is that it would be hard for them to fix it if you happen to not figure out what you were supposed to do after that. True. Because then she would have to, like, wash the paint out of the sheets or something, I guess. I don't know. Well, and it's also just like, you know, you in they intend you to do a particular thing, and they don't really have it worked into the game logic that, like, you can have alternate solutions to this problem. There is the there is yeah, the like solution that, is, that they the solution is the, the solution for. And that's the solution. Yeah. And that's just, you know, that is just a a feature of adventure games such as they are. So, like, until the one thing that is a problem where, like, you can solve the problem with what you have, but it's not the solution that the game specifically wants from you. So, you know. Yeah, until you. an AI can write adventure games, that's just kind of what we got. Right. Yep. Yeah, in real time. Like, they yeah, have to, I mean. like, like, judge your solutions and basically play, like, basically play, like, D&D DM. And yes. be like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I think you can do this. Roll for, uh, roll for dexterity. God, that will actually be cool. That would actually be kind of, that would actually be kind of neat. Uh, Terrifying like, if it actually, in some like, ways, but yes. amazing. Yeah, for it to actually be able to, like, judge your, judge your solutions in terms of, like, whether they'd actually work. 
And yeah. there are games that definitely try to mimic that, but like it's within a very limited playing field. Sure. So we sure, talked sure. about Scribblenauts. Yes. Yeah, so, that's the that's the only other way adventure an adventure game can really have multiple solutions is that each each solution has to be hard coded into the game, obviously. Right. Um and and every adventure so so every adventure game has this problem. The one thing I really liked about Day of the Tentacle is that it doesn't lock you in anything. Like that is there's no that is there's true. nothing stupid like where you get you you can't get permanently stuck. You can't even do anything bad really. It like, doesn't soft lock you. There's no game over state. Th- yeah, there's no like bad ending. You can't accidentally screw up. Like it doesn't it doesn't Sierra you into like whoop. You didn't get this one thing that this one shiny pixel from this one from this one screen that you have like five seconds to find before you're like killed. Yeah. Like and it's, so it's now the that. game is uncompletable. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't, it doesn't expect you to have to save. Like it doesn't force you. Like if you wanted to play the whole game and never save your only issue is what we just experienced, which is like loss of power or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like you, it doesn't really matter. Like you yeah, can just play the game and have fun. And I, I, I really, I think more really, modern really... adventure games are designed like that because they're more like actual player friendly. But yeah. like this was ninety three, so but I think this was, was yeah. I was gonna say this was a it long was time this ago. was not a guarantee that it would be designed that way. I'm really glad that it was because yeah, it made too. the game a lot more fun to play, and it actually resulted in a couple of um, actually resulted in sort of a couple of interesting interactions with things mm-hmm. because I actually did the wrong thing. Yeah, on purpose because it's funny. Yeah, and that you get some you get some fun some fun dialogue by doing that. Um, which, so like, I feel like that's a good excuse to talk about, like, I think that's probably one of the things that I like the most about this game is actually some of the character dialogue, the, the comments on, uh, on like the comments on like what you're using and yeah, and trying to there. So a lot of them is just like, oh yeah, I don't think I can do that here. Or I don't think I can use that. Some of them God, were generic. The way that Hoagie says that makes me want to punch him in the face at the oh, end of the game. Oh, yeah, I know. It, oh, it pissed me off so much. <laughs> I I agree <laughs> with this. Honestly, almost everything about Hoagie pissed me off, including the fact that including the fact that he just starts eating and then I have to listen to like crunching, oh, God, chewing you, I for, sound I effects. forgot that's like your, your, your number one thing. So that was great. Um... <laughs> Felt felt good. Um, <laughs> yeah, like honestly, he's probably the character that I would that I was like. I get that he they sent him back to the colonial period because yeah, he's the, the least suited it to it, right? And so it's the whole you know, it's the whole thing of of sending him to the in to the time period where he's the most out of place. Mm-hmm. But like, boy, it just, it just hurt me a little bit. Yeah. It's just, yeah. but for the most part, even, even he also, had some moments weird that were stuff good about like seeing them in there, like drafting up the constitution and, yeah. you know, being in, being in like 2021 and stuff. Sure. And it's like, boy, there's stuff about that. You could have done better. And none of them have to do with vacuum cleaners. <laughs> yeah, 
that's 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 one of those ones that's just time is different like with time yeah the having that just be funny was no big deal because right. it was perfect I mean, it's still kind of funny like the only oh, no, reason was. the only reason that i have an issue with it is because it's like they didn't touch on any of the they didn't really touch on like any actual historical content really no aside that's, that's from, what i'm saying aside is that... from ben franklin flying a kite in 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 ninety three, it would have been all of this is. What do you mean? There's no problems. <laughs> I mean, I would even argue there weren't actually any real problems. Sure, like they didn't touch on any of the problematic stuff. All of the issues that I had with it was just implied and invented on the spot, just because like I have political leanings and I have something to say about the Constitution. The game's not touching on that at all. That's not the game's fault. That's my fault. Yes, yeah, it is. In terms of in terms of the actual content or yeah. the as the game as a whole. I um I did have serious um I did have a bit of serious discomfort seeing that there was a vial of ink on the table and I had a vial of disappearing ink. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh god. Oh, are we just Oh, are we are we just going to are we just going to actually like actively ruin the constitution? <laughs> no, like, you can't change history, okay? We literally oh. did multiple times. Yeah, but but you can't but change just history, in, like, okay? <laughs> but only in the most like meaningless like boy, that game does not think that the butterfly effect exists at all. <laughs> I just like my favorite is I think you brought it up when you were streaming also was like he's like no I wouldn't want to mess with any of that stuff but then he gives her plans to change the American flag it's like mm -hmm. yeah I wouldn't want to do what we're doing what <laughs> which like that's one of the weirdest things because like we apparently changed the design of the American flag to a windsock yes and like how does that work uh <laughs> Like, I don't know, but I kind of loved it. Are there like, are there a lot of countries that have wind socks for flags? Are there I any? think there are exactly zero. I think, I think, I think there's a whole lot of none. Like, like Ohio has like a, a weird pennant shaped flag. And even I think that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so like, Yeah. It's, I mean, it was necessary in the way that they actually use it, like literally change the design <laughs> of the American flag so that somebody in the future can use it as a can use the design of that flag as a disguise to make them look like a tentacle because it's <laughs> cone shaped. Yes. Now, there are so many problems I have with that particular solution. As much as I am like, as much as I'm amused by it, let's actually run, let's actually run this. Let's run this simulation. So that has been the, that's been the, the flag of that country for 400 years. You know, the, the country that the tentacles overtook. Yes. And then didn't change the flag of. Co correct. And then have been staring at since, like, their existence, but yet saw it draped over a human and didn't recognize that it was just the flag that they see on the very building that they inhabit draped, I believe, over, a, draped over a human. 
I believe that goes into the cartoon category. Yeah, uh, no, I yes, yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> if you actually start thinking about the game that way, it it I mean no, it falls, it falls apart, apart immediately. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no question. But I know, what like, you, I, I know, what I you're know saying. that I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah. But that was just one that just that was one that hit different, and I was like, okay, no, this like this doesn't even. This is on the same level of like, are you kidding me? As like, how do you make rain happen? You wash the car. <laughs> yeah. And I know that's a thing. I know that's a whole thing where it's that's like, like oh man, joke, it's, yeah. it's like a, it's a bad luck thing. Like I tried to, I tried to wash my car and, and it started raining. raining and that sucks. And it's like, I've never understood that because it's like, cool. Now you don't have to wash your car. <laughs> Like that that's that's handled for you now. That's I mean, that's how I that's how I feel about rain. But I'm not a big apparently (laughs) like when it rains after you wash your car, it's a bad thing. Well, because it's not as clean. I, I don't know. But I'm not I, I I'm not a person I'm not a good judge of this because I've never I've not like taken my car like, to I'm, a car wash. I'm outside of life. it, but that is one of those solutions that was like it didn't really matter because I knew that it was there and I knew that I could wash it. So I knew there was a reason to. And that's right. another that's another big thing with adventure games is like a lot of times, you know, there's something that you can do. And so you should do it. And it doesn't become clear why you should do it until afterwards. Yeah, that's kind of that's one of those. You if you see it. Yeah, you, you don't think about it. You just you just do whatever. This is a thing to do. So we got to do it. Yeah, because like you saw the guy, or at least I did. I saw the person with the hammer. Yep. And I was like, oh, left-handed hammer. I was like, oh, okay, that's that's a joke. But it's clearly supposed to be something because he sets it down and you can like interact. Right, with the right, right, right. And I was like, okay, so I need to get this hammer for something. Which before I even before I even grabbed the left-handed hammer, I actually took it from him, and he was like, excuse me, will you give me my hammer back? Right. And I was, yeah. and that I was like, this is a whole interaction for a reason, and I just don't know what that reason is yet. Yeah. So I knew that there was something to be done there. And honestly, like, I actually don't think that is a bad design. Um, oh, I think no, it's that's not really, very, it's, it's not I think really a, oh, go ahead. It's, it's very like indicative of its, um, it's very indicative of the genre, but mm-hmm. like a lot, in a lot of cases, like those connections are kind of cartoonish and are not really expected to be like clear to you at first yeah it just they really do just give you a like here's a thing you can interact with and don't worry there's a reason for it right but like finding out what happens afterwards and actually like seeing what happens and and having it be something kind of goofy and that doesn't really like make sense at first is like that's actually part of the fun Yeah, it is. Is actually like is actually having that experience of like, oh, man. All right. What's going to happen? And having it be something like completely outside of your expectations, like super Mm -hmm. cartoony and super, super fun and goofy. And actually, I think that in particular is one of this game's best uh, features. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that it does actually have a lot of really good. um, It does have a lot of really good instances of of like giving you a clear problem that needs to be solved, but not really letting on on what's going to happen when you do it and just letting you experience that because it's fun. 
Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I do. I enjoy that. Um, what was another good example of that? Um, I, there's, there was a couple of things in the future, like winning the human competition. <laughs> yeah. The human competition might actually be one of my favorite parts of the whole game. It was fun. It was just the right amount of, it was the right amount of self-awareness mixed mm -hmm. with just sort of this sort of silly humor that I liked in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I even 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 <laughs> I'm not sure what happened to the poor guy. But, yeah, but even, you know, uh, like killing him or whatever, he if he just gets put into a cave, we don't really know. I guess nothing really matters because the entire future is they're all dead anyways, technically. Yeah, that's you, true. That that, that timeline is done now. Um, It's erased. So all of that was fun. I liked that a lot. Yeah, and I, I had I, fun watching I you try to puzzle it out too, because you're I like, I don't know what to do. I absolutely adore, I adore the fact that the judges in the human competition were not at all fooled by the about mummy. the mummy. <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're dead. They were just like, they were just like, yeah, whatever, that counts. Yeah, I don't know how he's doing it, but that's great. <laughs> they, like they they took it, uh, they took it like completely on the surface and were totally fine with it. <laughs> yeah. I, and I was, that was, that was the best part is they were that, just like, all right, so what about the mummy? And it's like, oh yeah, it's really impressive. He's able to do that considering he's dead. That was one of those fun moments too, where the game just lets you try it out. Cause like you could have played yeah. an adventure game where if you tried it before doing the right thing, it locked you out. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. So it was awesome that they just let you do it. And they're like, yeah, well, what if that person was dead? Oh, then the mummy would have won for sure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those kind of moments. Or what if that person wasn't there or whatever? It's like, oh, yeah. And then you and then try to they kill. They say that and you have like. A scalpel. You have a scalpel and like something and like a rope or something. <laughs> yeah, like a gun. At least two or three things in your inventory that could be a fatal instrument of like of attack. And, and literally there's dialogue in the game for like, I mean, I don't, I don't want to win bad enough to, I, I don't want to win badly enough to, uh, to like kill someone or no, <laughs> yeah. no, she's like, she's, I don't like, I, we, I don't, don't want to win bad enough to cheat or at least not to murder someone. Yeah. And then you actually do cheat. Yeah. Like, no, it was, it was, that, that whole bit is like super good to me. It was fun. It was fun watching. <laughs> I think my one of my favorite moments was um, I, I stepped away from my computer for a minute and I came back and you were upstairs and you're like, I, I didn't know I could go upstairs. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. <laughs> that, was... that sucked because it looks like the hunter guy is he's only guarding the clock, but it looks yeah. like he's guarding the stairs. Yeah. And I swear I tried to click past him on the stairs and he's like, ho ho, not not. Not while I'm here. I have strict orders not to let anyone pass. Maybe that was when you were, because you were walking around without your costume. Maybe it. Maybe I did try to do it when I was a human, and he was like, "You can't get past here." But I swear it was after I had the costume on. Because that happened to you at the fence too. Yeah, and like that, I got I got like walled there for a long time, like way longer than I should have. Well, it's just not your because fault. I didn't know I couldn't walk up the stairs, and that's uh, where credit, all the progress was. To your credit, I looked up a, uh, one or two things that I was like, I don't know. I don't care. I'm just looking the solution up because I don't want to be yeah. stuck here forever. So it's 
that's I mean, not I essentially th- did the I essentially did a version of that that was like chat. Tell me what to do. Yeah, that's what that, that's I like I gave you one or one or two hints or something and a few other people did. And yeah, um, I that was fine because I was still able to like mostly puzzle it out. But like at a certain point, I was just like, I don't want to just walk through the same five rooms not knowing what to do. Like, at least tell me where to go. Well, and to be fair. Sometimes it's not really even puzzling it out. It's just using the uh, every item in your inventory on every single yeah. thing you can, yeah. right? Because sometimes the or in some is cases, silly. all of your actions that are not necessarily actually items. Yeah, yeah, like the bed. Yeah, the bed, the two beds in two different locations. <laughs> yeah, technically it's three beds. <laughs> technically, it's three beds. Yes. <laughs> And yeah, so like my biggest my biggest gripe with the game is just a couple of those solutions that um, just once I actually did them, I was like, seriously, it was that that's all it was, really. And then like and that after like an hour of being stuck on that is like when it's a when it's a dumb solution that doesn't even feel like, I don't know, like earned, I guess. Earned isn't the right word. It, well, it, it basically not, was it's just not a satisfying collu- conclusion no, no. or solution. It's, it's a solution that, yeah, it's there, but it's only there because you designed it to be there. It's not right. actually a good solution. Right, right, right. So there's a couple of those, but by and large, I would say a lot of this, like for every one of those, there was a, oh my God, oh my God, is this what we're supposed to do? Oh my God, it is. Yeah, and, then, and it feels really good. And when, those when you... feel really, really good. Yeah. Like the, I mean, honestly, we talked earlier about like, don't make suicide jokes. Don't, don't like, don't make light of that. That's a very serious thing. And, you know, we should, we should not be treating that like a punchline. Well, however, it's, it's... the, the whole bit of the whole bit with, um, you know, come to, uh, come to Baltimore. Yeah. Like the solution there, that whole thing was actually pretty fun. It was, I think, I think this, the suicide thing with joking about suicide, it's, it's, I, I have a, I have a hard time saying like something is always taboo in every sense of it always. Right. Yeah. Cause, cause sure. there, there's even moments where joking about the idea of what racism is could be amusing when you're laughing at how dumb people are or something right do you you know what i'm saying yeah disco elysium does this really well actually because like a lot of what happens in disco elysium is like giving you the option to be a racist monster yeah but doing it in the context of you are a racist monster (laughs) right 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 so so i it's I don't I don't want to say that like we we you you can't ever talk or have those kinds of things but <laughs> maybe not in like a children's game. <laughs> well, it's it is a it's a question of like how you handle it, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Is there a point to this, or are you just punching down? <laughs> or is it like you said? Don't make it the punchline. Like yeah. that's I think that's the biggest. That's like one of the biggest pieces of it, right? Like yeah, don't it, make that. Like the, are you are you are you trying to are you trying to make a point? Are you trying to be helpful? Or are mm-hmm. you, you know, or like, is it a punchline? Are you just punching down at people who need help? Like, ha 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 ha. You thought he, mm-hmm. ha ha, look, he's depressed and he has a gun. <laughs> this is funny. Oh, it's not a real gun. Right. But yeah, like that's... you thought. Well, and then 
Yeah. Yeah, basically. That's not that's, <laughs> that's not funny. That's pretty Like that's I'm not pretty, I'm not uh... cool with that. However, that actual puzzle solution was like one of my favorites. Because <laughs> you just, just so give like, him oh, this God. you give him this um this vague letter about like, oh yeah, you're 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 brilliant. Come to Baltimore. And it's like, what's in Baltimore? Nothing. Nothing's <laughs> in Baltimore. Disappointment. <laughs> disappointment and more misery is in Baltimore. That's, that is all that awaits him there. And you have contributed to this GG. Another, another puzzle solution that I enjoyed watching. I I didn't think much of it when I did it myself, but watching you do it. So you, you, you finally got the the crowbar from the guy and you're like, Oh, you probably use this on the gum. And then you get the gum and the coin. You're like, well now what? And then you're like, no, well, I tried, like I was about to use it. I was about to use the gum with something else in my inventory. Yeah. I was going to try to use it with like, I, I don't remember what I had a couple of things in there. It was like, maybe I can like try to pry the dime out of the, out of the gum. Yeah. Like is one of these things going to work as like a dissolving agent or, maybe, or something? Yeah. Or maybe I can just like, maybe I can just use it on the thing just as is. Mm-hmm. So I clicked on it. And as soon as I clicked on it, he just started like it just kicked in the animation. Yeah, yeah. And he just started using it. And I was like, wait, no, wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> it was that. No. That was a fun one to watch. Yeah. Who was who, who requested this again? Um, this is uh, Alianin. Ali. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think she said that she played it with her family, like as a group, right? Yeah. These kinds of games. Yeah. I, I feel like th- this particular type of game like adventure games mm-hmm. is so perfect to play with a group of oh, people totally yeah this it, is it really this makes is it a type better of experience thing, I, I agree it's because it really is a little bit like watching a movie with a yeah with a, like it's with like a family or something i mean it's kind of like an interactive movie in a way right yeah in a, in a lot of ways um it's the same thing um jesse and i had a similar experience with uh danganronpa oh yeah yeah and it's the same type of thing where like and and kind of to a lesser extent, but a similar extent, because um, there was less actual thought that went into that. Um, when you were here and we played uh, that little bit of a uh, Famicom mm-hmm. Detective Club, mm-hmm. it's the same kind of thing where it's like one person is on the controls, but everybody is there trying to actually puzzle out the, out the solution. Yeah, and it's actually really fun. And when it's you're, actually when you're all yeah, doing it's, it together. It's cool because like the the real gameplay is happening in thoughts mm-hmm. and in trying to actually figure things out so everyone can do that even though only one person is 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 like actually on the controls well and it makes annoying solutions more interesting it does because like everyone everyone has like a different way of approaching problems and everyone has a different way of is looking at um as like a different solutions and stuff yeah. So like everyone has a different way of approaching a problem. So like one person's sort of style or one person's way of thinking about something will work really well for one solution. And they will be the one person who thinks about what you actually need to do. Yeah. Whereas like you, you're in a position where you're like, I'd never would have thought of that, <laughs> which a yeah, lot cause... of those things were is like, I would have never probably done this actually. Mm-hmm. Like this yeah, was, I, this was I, so I did, far outside of my. I never would have thought to put the, the hamster in the, ice box. 
like that to me. I actually did think about that, but really, I, yeah, I actually did think about that, um, like independently. And the That's reason, funny. the reason I did is because I first figured out the uh, the sweater thing. Oh, okay. Where the sweater's wet, and you put it in the dryer, and you put like all of your um, you put like all of your coins in the dryer, and then it runs yeah. for literally two hundred years. Yes. And then by the time it gets to uh, Laverne, it's shrunk, and I'm like, oh, okay. So the um, the one thing that I the one thing that I know could actually fit in this is the hamster. But yeah, I don't have the hamster existing. in this timeline, and I can't actually, I can't actually flush it. Sure. So you're thinking about the how game do I... gives you an achievement, by the way, for trying if to flush what? the hamster, <laughs> oh, and it Jesus. says that only works with alligators. Wait, I don't get the reference. I don't either. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I assume it's just generally a reference to like, you know, flushing your your aquatic life that dies in your possession. Which, yeah, I would have think like goldfish. Yeah, I, maybe it's a maniac man, uh, mansion reference or some other Lucas Art. Actually, this was a, one of the earlier Lucas Arts games yeah. that I think. I don't know if it's before or after Monkey Island though. The first one might have come out. Bef- I'm pretty. I'm actually like almost positive the first Monkey Island came out before it. I not the ver- not not the first Maniac Mansion, but before. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Day of the Tentacle. It had to have because Day of the Tentacle was like ninety three, and the F- Monkey Island was I want to say like. 89 or 90 mm. that sounds wrong. right um, um yeah um um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i figured that out there was a couple of things that brought me to that um there's a couple of things that they actually like i feel like breadcrumb that solution really well mm-hmm. um so the sweater is in the future and you can't send it back the um the Hamster is in the present, and I know I need it in the future because I knew that the hamster generator was in the past. And Laverne was like, I might be able to plug it into that generator. It's the closest thing I can get to. Oh, yeah, that's for, right. For power. So yeah. it's like, okay. And the ha- the hamster generator exists in the present, but it doesn't do anything. So I was pretty sure that that was something I was going to need to do in the future. So I was like, okay. Things I know, there is a hamster-sized sweater in the future. The hamster is in the present. Neither of those things can be swapped. I need the hamster in the future. And Bernard just said that there are things in the icebox that look like they've been in there for a very, very long time. Yeah, because that was the one clue that I, when when you were kind of stuck, I was like, hey, you have something that you can use right now. I guess, mm-hmm. but maybe you had already thought of it before that. I have no idea. Um that's that's the that's that was for me when I was when I was looking at it. I think it was just kind of, uh, I'm ready to move on. What's what's give me? Yeah, give me what, a what do I do? Game. What what's what's going on? Because I don't think I spent much time thinking about it. <laughs> I played yeah. the adventure game wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, you played it in the way you wanted to play it. Like, not everybody is into like sitting there lost and and puzzling it all out. And honestly, like. There are parts of my experience that were made worse because I played it that way. So I'm sure, not sure. I'm not judging. Oh, I don't. Yeah, no, it's, I'm just joking at myself because I, I sometimes when when I'm playing a game, I just see it like, yeah, I'm ready to be done with this experience. So just help me get there. Um, and it wasn't that and it's, it's not even because I don't like a game or something. It's literally just because I want to play like 
other stuff too. Right. And sometimes the going through the solution is not the the exciting part. Right. Like sometimes just seeing the solution is actually fun. And I actually Uh, think there's a I think there's a lot of joy to be had in playing this even with a guide just to see everything kind of play out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although if you beeline it too hard, you do miss out on a lot of the uh, on a lot of the fun dialogue. You miss Um, out on, I would say, the vast majority of it if you use a guide too much. Yeah, because so I was like, oh, maybe I'll use a guide. I don't know. I wasn't sure what kind of an adventure game it was. And I was looking at the guide and I was I uh, I started to use it. I was like, wait a minute. They're not even talking about, oh, this is like an exact do this exact thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and I was a like, speed oh, that run guide. Right. And I was like, oh, that's not going to be that fun. So um, like when you get to um, when you get to oops. um, the the past, the colonial era. Yes. Um. One of the first things you can do there is just talk to the talk to the mummy. Oh yeah. Who does no. not at any point talk back to you or respond in any way, d- despite the fact that it's cartoony. So you might expect him to do something. Like the say fact something that he actually point. does nothing at any point is amazing to me. <laughs> um. But you kind of you kind of like get a you get a sense of like there's nothing that actually happens in that conversation that character is there for you to basically like for your character to basically talk to himself <laughs> about giving you hints on how you need to solve certain problems. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's kind of, I really like the use of the character like that. Yeah. So you ask him like, you know, do you know where I can find some vinegar? Right. And then you yes. have dialogue options that are like potential solutions. And one of them is the correct solution, which is like, maybe I can make some vinegar. <laughs> and so like that whole dialogue is there just to give you a hint on, on, on what to, on what to do or how to mm-hmm. go about that. Um, which if you have a guide and you know what to do to start, you don't need any of that yeah, you at miss all. all. So you can just skip entirely. that altogether. Yep. And the best dialogue in that in that whole scene is one that is completely meaningless because it doesn't even actually um, it doesn't even actually give you a hint. It's just asking about his hat, (laughs) which is amazing (laughs) because it's like one of the best comedic features, I think, in this game (laughs) is how they just go into um, they will just go into like unnecessary detail on something. And just dwell on it. And just dwell, yeah. And just like, and just stay in there. So like, he asks about the pirate hat and he's like, you know, it starts out as just like, hey, nice hat. And he's like, and then it goes into like, so is that like a pirate hat or like, and he's like, which side is the front? Is it the pointy part or is it the flat part? <laughs> yeah, because you know, it was one of the the four writers who thought about this one day and was like, I, I'm... This will be it. This is going to like, I am curious as myself. So this will yeah, be funny yeah, yeah. as dialogue in the game. Right. And it's like, it's completely irreverent and it doesn't matter to anything, but yeah. it's a really good bit in the game. So like a lot of those conversations that go nowhere is like, it's completely separate from anything you actually need to do in the game, but it's also some of the best actual content in the game by far. And and I think that's kind of just a testament to, how fun the game is to sort of just explore. Yeah, yeah. The, the the writing is good and it's it's so good that you just want to 
it is a it is a type of game that you're actually kind of happy to just waste time in mm-hmm. because in doing so you get to like kind of experience more dumb conversations about silly things that just make you chuckle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I and that's I think over what what I'll remember about the game in the future is none of the details. <laughs> Like it'll be broad strokes, but what I'll remember the most is like enjoying the writing, which could have been really terrible given the game is very old and the writing could have like just not even if like at all or yeah, just sometimes that type of humor is just not funny. Maybe because like I said, I'm not a big cartoon person, but overall I was like, this is I like this. Like this is an enjoyable experience. Yeah, it's like I think a lot of stuff in Earthworm Jim was was intended to be funny and just kind of fell really flat for me. Yeah. And this was I, a yes. this was a this was a similar thing where I feel like it was almost even a like not quite as much like toilet humor, but like but that some of but that a, idea. a similar feeling to a lot of it. Sure. But it, it like it landed like almost almost universally, like with yeah. a couple of the the jokes that didn't land were the exception. Mm hmm. Which is maybe why they stood out somewhat where it was like, oh, God. But, yeah. But just yeah, because yeah. it wasn't it was so it felt like it was so out of left field. Yeah. Definitely. Did shout you outs play- to hey, shout outs to um that game being old enough to have a puzzle that you have to solve by knowing how VHS tapes work. <laughs> yeah, I know I liked that. Did did that did, made hey, me feel extra old. Did you also know this game was um one of the first games that, I did not to, know that to, to be <laughs> to be released <laughs> on floppy disk and CD. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Actually, that's that's how that's how new this game is. <laughs> that's kind of neat. You you could have you could have gotten it on a CD-ROM. I was playing my uh, I was playing my Cusa Grande game yesterday, and I I had a little oh. chuckle where um, the the game is asking like whether you're playing on a five and a quarter inch floppy disk or a three and a half inch floppy disk. <laughs> it's like if you if you're playing on a five and a quarter inch floppy. Um, you will need to insert the second disc at a at a at a particular <laughs> at a, point at a in later the game. point. Yeah. And I'm like, whoo boy. It is Oh god. There should have been an, also a, a disclaimer on that game of if you purchase this game, you've wasted your money. Yeah. I you know, <laughs> I I make it a point to like kind of stick up for um Oh, Grande games and be like it wasn't that bad it was it was fine and there's the one I'm even like kind of looking forward to getting back to and, and speed running a little bit but no not 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 this one this uh, no that, that was that I think that was one of the worst games I've ever watched you play it was it was it was actually worse than it looks um one thing like there's a lot that doesn't really translate when you're just kind of looking at how a game like looks like it plays yes you didn't see the part where um like if you're too close to either wall, it just kind of eats inputs. <laughs> no, I did not see that. Um, so like if you're if you're up against a wall and you're trying to do a move that will like move you like past where the wall stops, whether it's like a, a like a punch that moves you forward or a um, or a, a, a even a jump or something oh. like that, uh, you just won't do that thing. Oh, God, it, you just you will just do nothing. So that means that if you're like 70%, if you're like within the like 
middle 70% of the screen and you want to like jump towards the corner, if your jump arc will not have you land actually like before the edge of the screen, you just don't jump. You will just, it will just ignore your input. (sighs) So yeah, it's actually worse than it. It's actually worse than it looked, but you know what I realized yesterday after the match was over? What's that? I actually have two more points now than I did last year at this point. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're on you're on track to make brackets for 100 percent. Yeah, I'm actually like I'm literally actually doing better this year than last year. Yeah, no, I I was it was more of just uh, that game looked miserable. Oh, yeah, it was. (laughs) I was I was talking with Jesse while you were playing. I was like, this is oh, my God, it was extremely bad, (laughs) which I like. I also Don't realized I'm a... now I'm now 0 for 3 in DOS games. You mean for first place? Yes. Mm-mm-mm. Cause you just got second, right? Yeah, I got second. That's not bad. Second it's out not of a four. win, so I'm 0 for 3. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It's a it's a really good placement in pools, but my other two were both in uh were both in brackets, so they were both losses. What else did now, you play that was in DOS? Homie D Clown. Yeah, I was gonna say Homie D Clown. And uh Journey to the Center of the Earth. Oh, that game. I think DOS games should be banned from Cuso Grande. No, that takes too much. That takes too much out of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not serious. God. Journey to the Center of the Earth. I, that, ooh. I don't you know like, if that's ro- worse. Do you like roguelite games without any of the fun things about roguelites? I, like I don't, I don't know if that's over worse. your character? That one might be worse than... The, than uh, Captain America and Spider-Man versus Doc- or versus the castle of Dr. Doom. That, okay, so that game wasn't fun and it was bad in a lot of ways, but like it was functional for what it was actually trying to do. True, and it did have that so, kind of like, cool inventory system where you got to like bandage squares. <laughs> that what? was kind of neat. Journey of the Sun of the Earth. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, I thought we were talking about, I thought we were talking about Captain America. Oh, are you trying to say Captain America is might be better than Journey? I don't know. It doesn't matter. They're all bad. It doesn't. It does. Yeah. <laughs> true. 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 It's 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 one thing. Let me put it this way. Maybe I I, I think watching Spider Man was way worse than it's very, any it was other a very boring watch. Because you're basically just fighting in the same way for an hour. Yeah. Yeah, and really, like most of the winning most of those fights relies on pretty much spamming this the right attack and hoping you get the enemy gets because there's one time you were about to beat hulk and because he was like not hitting you he wasn't using one animation or something he got like stuck he just decides to use the one that kills you and then it's over yeah it it was like oh my god if you had one more one like two or three more seconds i think you would have killed him if he had decided not to use that attack yeah that that was a game about health management and that's all that was but it, like, if I had learned that the strategy was basically just replay a level until you get through it with almost no damage, then, like, things would have gone a lot better. But I didn't realize that that was the right strategy until halfway through the match, and at that point, I didn't have as much leeway to, like, keep restarting. Yeah, I mean, like 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 you said, though, you, you, you still got second place. So Second place much... is super, super good. And I like <laughs> Okami of Games, so, like, I, I'm not mad about having lost to him. Yeah, like he does a he does a fun thing on his channel that's kind of like the same deal as as this podcast, oh. but it's actually a stream. He calls it Retro Book Club. Okay, 
and he basically just goes live with like three or four friends and they all bring like one they all bring like one weird old game to play for like a half hour each <laughs> it's kind of and fun. they just rotate between them and then they just talk about them that's actually cool and i'm like that's a that's a neat little that's a neat little thing yeah i like that i i've watched it a couple times it's a, it's a fun watch and the games that's... are always like super different from each other too so you get like and, you get like weird platformers and like strategy games and RPGs and stuff like that. It's a fun time. That does so, sound cool. So that has nothing to do with David. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I realize we have derailed this like usual. We have, but I like. I I, I, I don't think really I have a ton. Got it. I, yeah, I was gonna say I don't have a ton to say about any more about Day of the Tentacle other than that. If 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 you like the idea of adventure games, I would say this is a really perfect one to play because. The, the updated one is nice. The graphics yeah. are pretty. I uh, like that the updated one gives you the option to switch back to the original. I, I was going to ask you if you did that. I did it a couple times just to see what it looked like. And like, man, was, is it cool to see the difference? Uh, it was really cool to see the difference. I actually think in some cases, like the the older art, like this is probably just me being uh, being a, a, a pixel purist. Sure, sure. But it complements it really well in some in some cases. I feel like the original art has a little bit more life to it. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. But the the updated graphics are the updated stuff is really good. Like yeah, there there you can't go wrong either way. I I wonder if the original um I don't know if the original had voice acting. That I can't say. I have no idea. In ninety three, like I feel like no. <clears throat> Oh, no, but I think there was voice acting. Wasn't there voice acting in, in Monkey Island? I, I played Monkey Island at Kyle's house in the early 90s, and I don't remember a single thing about it. But I feel like it might have had some voices, but I doubt the whole thing was voice acted. But I really don't know. Day of the Tentacle was the first LucasArts adventure game to feature voice work on release. Oh, there you go. So it really was. Wow, they did an amazing job. If For 93? Yeah. If they Absolutely. didn't re-record dialogue and stuff, that's actually super impressive. It really is. And it's it's like really actually great. Um, it's really actually great. Um, I mean, it's great dialogue, but like the, the quality of it and the acting, the like the uh, the acting quality of it there's there's something i'm trying to get to and i've lost my train of thought but like <laughs> i think i know what you're saying in how it feels like it, it feels it, impressive it, for it. it it's okay we both thought that it was recorded for the day for the re-release so that's yeah. all you really need to know right yeah because like, it feels modern yeah it feels modern but it feels like they got 90s cartoon voice actors to do it you know what that's probably partially because of the it was attached to lucas yeah and yeah. Lucas Lucas Games and well, I, th I don't know if it was called Lucas Arts at the time or if it was Lucas Film Games because that's what it was originally called. I want to say in the nineties, uh, I think it had. Be I think it was, but Lucas I think it's Arts already Lucas Arts point. by Day of the Tentacle. Yeah. So at that point, they knew, like they 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 were like, well, here's how we here's how you do stuff. Yeah. And maybe they got they hired real people to do the voice because I don't even know who the voice actors are or anything. Yeah, I don't I don't know any of the names of them. I, I feel like I've heard all of them in a cartoon at some point. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me especially because david schaefer like he's done a whole bunch of games like that that sure. that style of um that style of game right right yeah that's kind of his thing 
Mm-hmm. I'm actually not a huge fan of some of his stuff, but yeah, maybe I. He's, he's c- double fine now, right? Yeah, and I, I never really cared for any of the double fine games. I actually played Grim Fandango a couple years ago, and I enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. That was um, one. That was another one that was kind of in the Day of the Tentacle zone for me where it's like i know this exists and i should probably play it at some point because everyone says it's super good but i just haven't touched it yeah it's it was it was a good time it's it's very much a tim schaefer experience i don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> um which isn't bad or good it just it that's it, it just is, is, that, is it is that type of experience it's a yeah you know it's a tim schaefer joint if you i will. actually think it's a worse adventure game than day of the tentacle though I, I had more fun playing Day of the Tentacle than Grim Fandango, but I liked some aspects of Grim more. Yeah, that's fair. Ooh, it's it's storming real hard. Well, let's. Uh, let's I don't sign think I'll th- lose. I shouldn't lose power. Well, but. I was gonna say let's sign this thing off, lest you lose power again, because I think we've I think we've said what we need to say. True. Um, do we? We've got a couple. Uh, we've got a couple games in the in the bank right now. Do we know what we're actually recording next? We are recording next. No, because the my I forgot my tabs closed. I think it's uh, Mega Man Legends. Mega Man Legends. That is what we're recording next. Okay. Correct. It was either that or Lufia. I mean, which will be we, the next one after that. Can you hear, can you hear that thunder? That's that's super yeah, impressive. I thought it was someone like rolling a chair across like a kitchen floor or something. No, that, that's what it sounds. Holy like. crap, dude! It's it's come. The rain is so thick. Like it's it's coming down so fast that I can't see the apartment building across the way from me, which is only like maybe a hundred feet. <laughs> that is, yeah. Okay, that's... I mean I can see the building, but it's it's hazy. No, I know what you mean. Like <laughs> visibility is poor. You're, you're like, are you underwater? <laughs> I mean, like, take care to be not underwater. <laughs> wow, I'm that's gonna, crazy. I'm gonna go and um, man, it's not even raining here at all. I kind of wish well, I would. <laughs> I mean, we're maybe, in different we'll... states, so that's not like surprising. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, but I was we're close say, maybe... enough to like sometimes get like parts of the same general weather pattern. Yeah, true, true. Um, yeah, I'm going to go. I don't know. I'm going to go play more Metroid, I think. Uh, I'm excited. I'm actually I know that's like a month away. It's actually like a, a whole month away because it's yeah, but we it's... could record it in any time. They don't have to know, I guess. But I mean, they they know now because we're still recording we, this one. But yeah, well, but do they, though? Yeah, they don't they, know if we'll actually do it. I think they'll always know because if we always talk about topical things and we're like, Haha, that's weeks ago. Yeah, we always <laughs> hey, basically talk about how long it's been since we recorded the last podcast. So people well, could probably like people could probably like pinpoint within a couple of days, like when all of these podcasts <laughs> actually happen. You know, my favorite is we were talking about the Olympics or something like that. And they were already over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause so, I think I was talking about watching volleyball. Yeah. Oh God. And that one came out like last week and the Olympics have been <laughs> over for like a month. It feels like. Yeah. So volleyball so, still uh, cool though. Oh man, that's that's actually perfect because because next week we'll be talking about Mega Man's another thing that's over. I hate this. <laughs> we'll see everyone next week. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm.
Thank uh-huh. you. 